0: You get new lessons every month. You will speak English fluently. You will speak powerfully. You will speak confidently. You will speak English effortlessly when you commit to my VIP program. Commit, don't quit at effortlessenglishclub.com. Of course you get that movie course. Free, extra bonus, only for VIP members. But you must join my VIP program now at effortlessenglishclub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. All right, today I'm going to go through my Gab account and answer uh, questions and comments from Gab because I have I've been very busy with my babies. I'll talk more about that, but. I have not been active on social media. As you know, I have not been active with the podcast. So, let's catch up on some things. And I think it's just easier for me to answer the uh, Gab messages I have gotten. Just do it now by video. I can talk more about it. I can give better answers. Some, there are a few questions on Gab that are a bit, require a longer answer. So, first of all, hey, everybody. Good to see you. Who are joining live. Thanks for joining Ilana Khan, good to see you. Azucar, etc. How we doing? We got plenty of people joining. Yep, we're good. All right, let's get into it. First of all, uh, we have a comment from Slavika. He says, thanks for the book club today. Talking about the last book club on the weekend. Chapter 5 of The Hobbit is very important for the continuation of this great series of books. Bilbo finds the ring and we meet Gollum. Gollum and the ring are connected. Bilbo will be a great ring keeper because of his qualities. Chapter 5 is an introduction to the Lord of the Rings. This is why The Hobbit is an important and wonderful book for anyone who loves adventure and can see things in the right way. Indeed. Right? So, good points. That chapter 5 is really the introduction for Lord of the Rings. I, th- I like the way Tolkien did this. The Hobbit is a very light-hearted uh, introduction to the Lord of the Rings. The rest of the Lord of the Rings is a more um, more serious of uh, story, more serious tone to the story. And The Hobbit's kind of a light introduction. And in The Hobbit, we kind of, um, we, on, we only know what Bilbo knows, right? So we don't, Bilbo doesn't realize the power of the ring or any of that, so we don't realize it when you're just reading it. And Slavika, I'll, I'll she has another nice comment about my babies, which I'll mention in a minute. Okay, next from Huang says, Good morning, coach. Two plus two can only equal four and cannot equal 5 because that is the truth, right? Well, it's the rules of mathematics. It is the truth, yes. Right? If you have two objects and you you add two more objects, now you have four objects. That's always the case. 2 plus 2 does not equal 5, does not equal 11. But it looks like there's only one truth. How is it different from one right answer mentality? Well, I think it's clear. You got to understand that truth is truth. What is true is true. Reality is reality. Sometimes it's, there's only one, right? Two plus two is four. Two objects plus two objects equals four objects. That's the truth. It doesn't equal five. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. It doesn't matter what people think about it. It's the truth and there's one truth. And indeed, there is one right answer. Two plus two equals four. There's only one right answer. Sometimes in life, in some things, especially mathematics, there is only one right answer. But of course, obviously, in... Uh, much of life especially in uh, the, the realm the area of of human activities there are many possible answers there are many possible solutions to problems not just one right so we have to be flexible in our thinking be flexible in your thinking <clears throat> I think truth is truth that's it but let's say like you know the answer what is the what is a job that will make you happy well, obviously, there's not just one right answer to that question, right? There are many possibilities. It's, it's, not, it's not really a factual question. It's a question of uh, uh, your preferences, your opinions, your experience. The answer might change different times in your life. There are probably many different kinds of jobs that you could enjoy and many that you won't enjoy. So, this is a case where there are many possibilities. And in most things in life, most things in human life, There are many possibilities. So, you just have to, you know, this is, sometimes there's one right answer and, you know, there's good and there's evil. Some actions are evil. They're always evil. They're always bad. Some actions, it's not clear. Some, it depends on the situation, right? So, we just have to be flexible in our thinking and be mature in our thinking. Okay, now here's a nice long one. I'm going to, uh, Read this one, because this is an interesting one about the question of babies and reading. I've seen your how to teach babies to read video. Actually, why have you changed your mind about the best age to learn reading? Uh, because now I realize that uh, I was wrong. <laughs> you can teach younger children. The method you demonstrate is quite similar to Doman method. It is inspired. Yeah, I was talking about the Doman method. It's pretty old, yes. But old is good, guys. This idea that new is good is bullshit. New is usually not good. Old and tested is better, usually. It's a, gen- it's a nice rule of thumb. It's a nice general guideline. Um, I found some old sites on the, but some, uh, on the internet but some seem to be in bad and abandoned because of bad results. Uh, well, that's an assumption. I don't think that's the case. It's is if you want to check it out. We've been trying with this with our daughter for about a, one and a half years with more or less intensity. Well, uh, she's two years old soon. But after one and a half years, our, our motivation goes down. She hardly can say anything. So cannot give feedback. Well, of course. I feel it hard to keep motivation high. I think we'll fail. Why do you think the method works? Okay, so there's a number of problems here. Number one, this person, uh, pocket snaker, is you're focused on performance. This is not about performance. Okay, I've tried to say this many, many times. It's the, this is true for reading with children, and it's also true when you're trying to teach them English. You do not focus on performance. Okay, let me say it again. Do not focus on performance. No pressure on the child none okay with reading you do not pressure them to read out loud also for yourself don't pressure yourself don't don't let your motivation drop oh they're not reading out loud how do I know it's working uh, okay just relax they're only two and a half years old okay she's she's only two years old of course not she can hardly talk relax okay it's just input you're stimulating her brain you're if we're talking about children in general you're stimulating their brains okay it's just input okay it's the same with language it's also the same in your own language that's your native language okay some children even at two years old they're not going to be talking much some will talk a lot more of course they should be talking in general but some talk faster and sooner others less okay Don't worry about the talking. The talking will come if you're teaching your child English, okay? No pressure, okay? Do not pressure your child to speak. Do not try to... Can you say this? Can you say this? No pressure to talk. Don't try to get them to perform at all, okay? It destroys the enjoyment. It's unnatural. It creates stress. It's an adult mentality. And adults are not as good at learning language as children. Children are better. So, trust your child, okay? So, when you, again, if you're teaching your child English, just, just talk to them in English, play games in English, read books in English. You can do action games. You can do all kinds of fun stuff in English, but do not try to pressure them to speak. If they're not speaking, don't worry about it, okay? It'll happen. It will happen. Just relax. You're stimulating their brain. It will happen. Trust the process. Let them talk when they want to and only when they want to. And with reading, let them read out loud when they're ready, when they want to. And, you know, maybe they're not understanding a lot yet. It doesn't matter. Just keep going. They will, okay? By two years old, man, no pressure, okay? No pressure at all. The second thing with the reading, you're saying you're doing it intense, intensity. You don't want intensity with these. The, the, eh. Okay, no, it should be. The, the amount of time you spend on this reading program, this is the exact Dolman method, by the way, is probably five minutes a day. Certainly, the flashcards, the flashcard part I talked about, it's 60 seconds total per day. 60 seconds, that's all. No more. You're not doing flashcards constantly, stressing them out. Okay? It's no fun. You do five seconds at a time. You have five cards. You show each card for one second only. Show it and say it. Show it, say it. Show it, say it. Show it, say it. Show it, say it. Put it away. Take a break. Come back in an hour and do it again with new cards. The total time for the flashcards in one day is, I'm not exaggerating. It's 60 seconds. That's all. Not more. Okay. The focus should be on mostly you're reading to them. You're reading books to them a lot. You're making the homemade books. My babies love these homemade books. I now have two homemade books. My babies are 11 months old. They love them. They're so interested because I'm talking. So I know they understand something because they understand that the book is about them. right? There's one book for my girl and one book for my boy. They understand it's about them and about our family because they're much more interested in the homemade books compared to the commercial books. Like, they like, there are a few commercial books they like. The colors are very nice. Uh, But in general, I'd say they're much, much, much more curious about the homemade books. And they want to read them. They want to look at the pictures. They get very excited about them. So... I I use these little simple homemade books. We read those books every day. I'll make, I'm going to make more. And then I do some flashcards using some of the same words from the books. I'm not testing them in any way. I don't know how much they understand. I have no idea with the flashcards. I don't know which words they know. I don't know which ones they don't know. It doesn't matter at this age. It doesn't matter, Okay. It's the same, actually, for their speaking. I kind of have an idea that they know some words of English that I'm talking to them in, with. But uh, other words I use a lot, I don't know. Like, I've taught them cup. I've showed them cup, cup, cup. I've probably said cup a, a couple hundred times to them. Do they understand the word cup? I'm not sure yet. Yet doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter. I just keep talking about everything in the apartment, everything outside. I just keep showing them things, talking. I I do actions. I say, stand up, and then I stand up. I say, sit down, and I sit down. At this age, I don't ask them to do anything, really. I'm not putting any pressure on them to perform at all. But I know they're understanding more. I can tell that some words they do understand. But you have to realize, some words they will understand very well, And then there are other words, they're kind of so-so. In other words, eh, not really, maybe a little. In other words, not at all. It's all normal. Just like you. You have the same experience, right, in English. So just freaking relax with the little kids. Okay? There's no pressure about, there's no intensity. It's just, it's all, intensity is a bad word to use with kids. It's not intensity you want, it's fun. It's fun and enthusiasm. Okay? The main thing, the number one with little babies is you're getting them excited about words and books. That's the number one thing you can do. Just get them excited that books are interesting and fun, that words are interesting and fun. Okay? That's the main goal. It doesn't matter if they learn ten percent of the words or hundred percent. It doesn't matter. If you keep going, you're starting at such an early age. They're get, they're really you're stimulating their brain so much, even if they only learn ten percent. So what? That's still fantastic. That's after if you're doing this at a young age. After a few years, they're still going to learn a lot of words Their brain, the language areas of the brain are getting stimulated and growing very quick. It's fantastic, okay? So trust the process and just relax. It's just for fun. Okay. All right, going back. Next question. okay I'm just reading some questions and comments on my Gab account and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll do your live questions I know some of you are asking questions live uh, I'm, a, I'm not ignoring you just give me a minute to go through my social media account um, okay Huang, Huang always has interesting questions um, I found your effortless English show A Time for Everything I found it interesting Uh, I would like to know ask you is there a time to obey and a time to disobey and when when to expect the answer and when not to well this is the value of you know the cardinal value of judgment or discernment Plato described the Catholic Church described many philosophers have described indeed this is the hard part when when do you obey when do you not obey Well, you obey someone who is when you realize they're telling you something that is healthy and good when you trust them when uh, you know what they're telling you to do is the right thing that's when you obey and of course when the opposite is true when you don't trust them when they're not a good person when they're telling you something that you're sure is bad then you disobey you don't obey Okay, so how do you, so the hard part is figuring that out, who to trust, and you have to watch their actions. It takes some time to understand, to know, can you trust someone or not, right? To what is good advice, what's not good advice, right? This is why it's important to study the old ways and uh, study the old virtues. This is important. This is how you figure out. But yeah, sometimes it's hard for all of us. Can you explain the Japanese word ikigai? Uh, okay, Cleefy's asking me a Japanese question, which probably is not so good because my Japanese isn't great. A oh, reason for being, purpose. Uh, I'm gonna have to skip that question. Cleefy says, can you explain the Japanese word ikigai, which means like a uh, purpose of life, I'll have to ask my wife about it and do some more research about that. Okay. Um, m- Me Am says, what do you think about the book 5 AM Club by Robin Sharma? I've not read it, so I don't know. Okay. Uh... A few people just saying how I've been busy and they're try- they're staying active on Gab, Maria and Carol and Abraham Ali. So I thank you guys for being active on Gab and continuing to um you know, be helpful to each other while I've been busy. So thank you, Maria. Okay, now there's a very nice comment I want to read about from Slavika. Okay, Slavika says, Hi, Jay, from the video you sent members on your YouTube channel, I saw there's a health problem with one of your babies. Yes. And she says, When my daughter was nine months old, she had uh, febrile convulsions. Febrile, febrile, febril, meaning from a fever. Uh, the doctor told me she had brain damage. My doc, my daughter has grown. Her brain and nerves have matured. She's now completely healthy. She's a software engineer. Nice. I wrote this from my heart. Your baby will be fine. It takes time. Lots of love for you. Thank you, Slobika. Yes, indeed. One of our babies has a, a serious health problem. This is why I've been so busy, why my shows have, I'm doing. I'm taking a course right now on some different therapies to use with him. And uh, I'm quite busy trying to do learn this stuff and then do it with him uh, however the good news is we are seeing some uh, improvements already and I've, I've only been doing a little bit about we're going to start the full program soon so uh, feeling yeah feeling much better about it just uh, there's a lot of things that we can do anyone who has a, by the way just, just to, yeah any of you who have uh, children who have you know problems even if it's something like autism or Cerebral Palsy, Down Syndrome, anything. Anything like this, brain-type issues. There's is a lot of hope, actually. There's a lot you can do. Uh, so, I would say check out Doman International, D-O-M-A-N International.com, I believe it is, DomanInternational.com. Really great stuff there. and I'm sure there's other things out there, too. Uh, but, you know, don't lose hope. Don't believe the doctors. The doctors might say it's hopeless. They're wrong as they often are. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. And Slavika, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. We don't worry. We're we're going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And Ilya also had a very nice comment here. I want to read Ilya's comment. Also connected, similar about my baby's health. I'm Ilya from Belarus. In your last show, I heard your baby was born early with small weight. That's why he has some health issues. Yes. I had the same situation with my son. First month of his life he spent in, right, reanimation and perinatal department. Yeah, our baby was three months (laughs) in the hospital. The first three months we didn't, I mean, we could visit, but he was in the hospital. He lived in the hospital for three months. Uh, Anyway, uh, Ilya says, I decided to share some Things from my experience that helped our son's recovery. Great. Number one, massage several courses, including body, head, face and tongue. Nice. We'll start doing that. Everyday swimming at home. This is really cool. And visiting a pool, gradual water temperature reduction from 36 down to 29 or 30 Celsius. Short term diving activates the brain. Very interesting. Very interesting. I know that there is some, uh, I've recently read about some uh, research about, yeah, that cold actually helps the brain. Um, and the swimming, I'm going to investigate this more. about. So thank you, Ilya. I'm definitely looking into this. Gymnastics, exercise on a football. Good. Visit an osteopath. Nice. Supplements. We're doing some of this already. Amino acids, L carnitine, omega 3s, great for the brain. Chlorophyll, detox, calcium, magnesium in a chelate form, chelate form, which is absorbed better. Lecithin, we're doing that already. After consultation with neurologists, nutritionists, etc. We're doing uh, many of these. Ilya, thank you very much. And we're looking into more. For several months after birth, uh, we d- hadn't vaccinated. We also, s- similar. Uh, then we got one and we got immune troubles for a long time. We have not done more. Yeah, vaccines have some chemicals in them, can be a problem. We're, we've, we're dealing with that. We're doing some vaccines, but we're taking care of, We're doing some other things to avoid the side effects. Now, this one's really cool. Dolphin therapy helps children with serious issues and useful for overall development. Swimming with dolphins. This is so cool. They're swimming around with the dolphins. This is super cool. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gonna read up on that, but it looks really nice. And then sports are a high... Perfor- yeah, sports. Physical activity. This is very uh, cool that because it's important that physical activity is very important for our brains. It's not just... Adults for kids. You know, this is why in schools, it's so stupid. Like American schools, they are stopping the, or they're reducing the uh, physical activity. Like the, it's called physical education. And also recess, play outdoors. They've eliminated it or reduced it a lot in American schools. Other schools around the world also. So, so stupid. So stupid because uh, physical development helps brain development, especially in small children. Children, and children in general, and in also in adults, to be honest. So, it's, it's an incredibly stupid thing. You want your kids to be moving and a wide variety of movements. You want them to be crawling around on the ground all the time, even when they can walk already. The crawling really helps the brain develop. Uh, you want them running and walking, of course. You want them hanging and climbing and all of that stuff constantly, all the time, every day so this whole thing in school of sitting on their butts all day is terrible terrible for all kids uh, and then Ilya says I agree with you that jujitsu Jitsu or Judo is a good choice I did Judo for 10 years and have almost never been sick yeah jujitsu and Judo are wonderful develops the body thinking exactly it's a strate- uh, Judo and jujitsu are very strategic uh, yeah just all all around great and you can start at the age of four in my country first year they don't even wear the kimono they just play do some exercises yeah there's this cool thing um, the Gracie uh, two of the Gracie brothers have something called uh, what do they call it Bullyproof, I think Anyway, they've got a, this thing, something called Gracie Games. And it's just these little, these kind of uh, physical games for very small children. But it starts to teach them some of the basic uh, movements of Jiu-Jitsu. They're not learning. Some jujitsu can be a little complicated uh especially for little kids, but the, the, they, get, they start learning the basic movements first and then, of course, as they get older, they can learn the full technique. So, it's very cool. Ilya, I just want to say thank you for all of this. I appreciate it and I am investigating some of these things. We're already doing some of these things. Very, very great. Thank you so much. Very nice. And thank you to all of you who've just sent nice comments uh, for my baby. Okay, here's another one. Ong says, "Um, I want to be great at English, especially reading. I'm very fluent in English speaking. Great. I'm not able to read English books. I know the problem is not knowing a lot of vocab. Indeed. Now I'm going through the dip. Just keep reading. Try to find easier books in the beginning. Keep going, keep going. All right, good Lord, this is annoying. Sorry, guys. Got to deal with the comment. I'm going to go to the live comments now in a second. i I'm Not able to read English books. I know the problem is not knowing a lot of vocab. Indeed. Now I'm going through the dip. Just keep reading. Try okay. to find easier books in the beginning. Sorry, got to keep going. Mute. There we go. All right. I think that's all for our social media comments. I'll go to your live comments now. Oh, oh, one more thing. Actually, I'm going to show this. Someone was asking about the great this great book I recommend for discipline. And this is for parents and this is for teachers, both. Anyone who deals with kids. And here's a nice, here's a picture of the cover if you're watching on video. The, the writer is Fred Jones. Fred Jones. And it's tools for teaching. Tools for teaching. I always forget if it's teachers or teaching. It's teaching. Tools for teaching. But this is also really, really, really good. Many of the ideas will work for parents too. Tools for teaching. All right, let's get into our live questions and comments. And uh, then I got to go. Okay, now this is challenging. Um, Sukrat says, nowadays online learning has become more popular. Yeah. I want to ask you, what makes a great online teacher? How can we make classes more interesting for our kids? So there's really two parts of the question. Uh, In general, what makes a good online teacher? I'd say it's the same thing that makes a good face-to-face teacher, right? Uh, You need to have some energy and enthusiasm, right? There's to hold attention, make the subject interesting. Um... That's especially true for kids. Now, online for kids is challenging. It's it's harder for kids uh, to learn online, I'd say. Um, a lot of kids' programs will use games and animation and videos and these kind of things to hold their attention. Because young kids generally don't want to sit and watch somebody just talk and talk and talk. Um, so, that's usually with younger kids if you're talking online it's better to turn it into some kind of like a game or a song or activities and things like that that will that seem more like entertainment Um, of course face to face is a little easier with kids to teach kids so it is a bit challenging this is why I don't have an online program yet for kids because uh, it's more challenging to teach kids online adults are easier to teach online So, and and generally love your students, care about them. Those are the main things. Ah, Pablo's reading Fred Jones' book now. Fred Jones' book, great book, reading it now, thanks. Good. Yeah, it is. It's very good. Very, very, very good. Helped me a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Discipline used to be, uh, you know, with uh, teaching kids, that's the the thing that was always the hardest and th- that book really, really helped. It will save your life <laughs> if you're dealing with kids. AJ, what do you think about living outside of the city? Yeah, I like it. I'm, we're thinking of moving out ourselves, getting out towards nature more. Rustlin says, honey massage is good for blood circulation. Interesting. I've never heard of that. I'll check it out. <laughs> Rafikol says, my niece is five years old. Sometimes she cries a lot. Ooh. Five months. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're going to cry a lot. Uh, I get angry, but then I become cool because I just love her. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about crying babies, <laughs> for the first few months, I was, you know, every time. And eventually you get used to it and it doesn't bother you quite as much because you're just hearing it constantly all the time. And, you know, they have different cries. This is the other thing that uh, sometimes people without kids, they don't realize. But, you know, their babies have their different cries. There's kind of like the, the basic cry that they're hungry, it's not such an emergency right you get used to it it's, it doesn't bother you so much or there's the cry they're annoyed or they're sleepy uh, and then there's the cry where there's actually something wrong right like they, they've they you know fell down and they hurt themselves and rah! and you, you learn the difference and so if you hear the bad cry you run fast to help them and the other cries eh, you know like some of you guys sometimes when you guys hear the babies crying in the background during my show some people say oh my god your baby's crying and it's nothing. They're just, they're just grumpy. (laughs) Ah, this is a very good question. Galia says, Al-Mahri says, Is repetition useful for teaching children? Ah, yes. But, you have to keep the repetition interesting. Kids get bored more easily. So, in general, kids, you want to do more variety. More variety. The repetition comes for them is that with kids is they will f- they will have their favorite stories, their favorite books, their favorite games. And so they'll want to like read the same book again and again and again and again or play the same game again and again and again and again. And in that way, they get a lot of repetition. But you don't drill them, right? You're not drilling flashcards endlessly for them. Uh, it's They don't like that. So you follow the kid you follow them and if if there's something they love they want to repeat it a lot then of course repeat it a lot if there's another book they don't seem interested in right now then don't force them to repeat it again and again if they seem bored if their attention goes away then just drop it and you know they'll follow what they're interested in follow follow the, let them lead you in a way Uh, what's your opinion, Edgardo says, about the learn English while sleeping videos? I don't really think it works that great. And plus, I don't want my sleep to be interrupted. So overall, I think it's better to be awake. You can try it. I don't know. I've never seen any effects of that kind of thing. Ruslan, with a good point. It goes the other way. Can stimulating the brain affect physical development? Absolutely, yes. Good point. That's right. And so that's why you want to go at both of them. So yes, stimulating the brain, the brain develops. It can actually improve some physical things. This is especially like with brain injured kids or uh, kids who have uh, problems that you want to also be uh, stimulating them as much as possible mentally intellectually so that's that's kind of one of the primary reasons to start reading at a very young age to do some of the really basic math stuff at a young age to in general just stimulation get them outdoors seeing new things hearing new sounds constantly all the time this will help their physical development some especially in the brain area and then of course the other side physical activity tons of physical activity really, really, really helps their intellectual development. So, they're not, this idea that they're separate, totally separate things is completely crazy. They help each other. So, you need both. Don't neglect one. Can we see your homemade books? Uh... Yeah, next time I'll do it I'll show you one of my homing books they're really simple 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 it's just like you know baby eats baby is happy baby is sad baby walks right so that's like the level my babies are at they're only 11 months old and then there's a picture that goes with each sentence that's that's all That it's just 11 sentences. Most of my books now, 10 or 11 sentences with the picture. Okay. Jump down here. Yeah, Sidracha says I love to teach children. It's so fun and lovely. Yeah, it can be. Very, it can be a lot of fun if once you learn how to do it. Some people are just naturally good at it. Um, I think I tend to think I've I've seen more women who are naturally good at it, maybe because they're mothers. Uh, but you know, we can all learn how to do it, and uh, it becomes fun when you're good at it. <laughs> it can be stressful when you're not. When in the beginning, it could be stressful, but once you learn how to do it, it's it's fun. Oh, this is cool, Pablo says. My six-year-old son started to use the shadowing technique after he saw me many times. I let him listen a couple, to a couple of your mini stories. I don't know if I will let him do it with headphones. Yeah, it's okay. Don't you don't have to do headphones. Just let him do it out loud. It's great. See, and you're just you're just following him. You're not forcing him to do it. He watches you do it, becomes curious. He starts doing it. So you. Now you can just encourage that very gently as long as he wants to. That's a good idea. That's a great way to approach that, a great way to do it. And by the way, well, I'll do an update on our speaking challenge soon. I know a lot of you are still doing the speaking challenge. I, I've been away from the show for a while, but I'll do an update on the hours and we'll check back with the speaking challenge soon. So keep going with the speaking challenge. Good luck to you all. <laughs> Lucy says every time I come here your baby's yelling stronger so showing us how they're growing yeah they're they're getting stronger <laughs> uh, do you think there's a plateau period in children's learning probably I don't know but um, there's definitely what you know the, the, the silent period or there's just a period where kids are a lot of it, their time is they're, they're absorbing things they're better at this than adults. They don't pressure themselves to perform. They don't even think about it really, right? They're not, they're, they learn just to learn. They're not doing it so they can pass a test or do some performance or show what they can do. So they're just curious and they're just sucking up all this knowledge and skill. And then eventually when they're confident enough and they start to perform and they start to do it without really thinking about it and so this is why it's very important follow that natural way because it's much better it works better so you just don't want to create any pressure of performance no testing nothing nothing with kids just, let, just keep giving them as much uh, stimulation and exposure as you can alright a couple more and then I gotta go Okay, uh, Ken says, let's see. When our kids want to go to a party, we think it's not good for them, what could we do? I guess it depends on the age. Maybe you're talking about teenagers. You just... um, I'd say don't let them go. Just say no. Just say no. You can tell them why, but... uh, uh, You know, I don't know the whole situation, but some... You know, this is the thing, guys. This is a very modern idea, this idea that, like, we... the the kids always have to be happy all the time. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> that I, I so many parents are so worried about just saying no because the kids will be unhappy. You just say no sometimes and they will, sometimes they're not going to like it. And you say no because it's the right thing to do. And they're, maybe they're not happy about it. Maybe they're angry about it. Oh, well. Yeah, I can think back certainly many times with my parents. They said no and I was not happy about it and of course now as an adult I can look back and I can, I realize oh well, they were right you know at the time though you know I just I want it I want it so look we got to just be the adults guys and uh, sometimes that means we just say no and it doesn't matter if they like it or not and if you have a good relationship with your kid they'll respect that and uh, you know if you can communicate with them eventually you know later or even in that moment you can explain your reasons they still might not like it but sometimes they won't like your decisions this idea that they always have to like what you decide and always be happy about it and forget it just say no no I don't want you to go to the party why? because alcohol, drugs, whatever I don't like that group of people so no you can't go oh, you are they're complaining and say I I don't care you can't go I've told you the reasons why I care about you and I know you're unhappy about it but you can't go. That's it. Pretty simple. (laughs) Ah, Lucy. Lucy says my I thought focusing on education for our child would be good, but my daughter has very bad eyes. Check out Doman International, Lucy, because uh, this is uh, one of the major issues. That's exactly right. That sometimes the, the problem is not their brain with reading. It's that their eyes are not good enough uh, to see the words clearly enough. And this creates a problem with them reading. It's not really a reading problem. It's more visual. And so, there are activities, there are things you can do to improve their eyesight, which will then improve the reading. Okay? So, that's a really, actually a good point. Uh, that there. the same is true for listening ability. Sometimes their listening ability is not great. They're not developing language uh, as well or it seems like they're having problems. But it's not really a brain, it's not a language issue, really. It's more that their ears are not so good and they need to work on their hearing. And again, there are activities and things you can do to help them. So, if you have a child like this, check out Doman internationalcom There are actually some good stuff you can do about that. Good point. Okay, last one, I got to go. Hmm. <laughs> okay Looking for the last question. Sorry guys one second Okay, Al Sukar says uh, I'm intermediate in speaking. Do grade books, I guess graded readers you're talking about, are they helpful for me if I read them? When can I start reading? You can start reading anytime. (laughs) From the beginning. Especially as an adult. Just start reading now. Yes, graded readers are good. If you like them, read them. uh, Read anything you like. Here's the deal with reading. Read what you like. That's the main rule. (laughs) That's it. Read what you enjoy reading. If, if you like if something's very difficult if you like it though you enjoy trying to get through it and learning all those words and it's it's a challenge but you you're enjoying it your motivation's high you like it then keep doing it it's fine if that frustrates you then find something easier if you enjoy reading comic books, read comic books. If you enjoy reading nonfiction, read nonfiction. If you, whatever you like, just read, 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 read. Your vocab will grow. It will eventually help uh, listening and speaking as well. You don't have to wait for reading. In fact, you shouldn't wait. Just start reading as soon as you can. Uh, Speaking, you can wait a little bit. But uh, reading and listening are the, you can just do right from the beginning and continue doing all the time. This is also true in your own language. Just read, read, read as much as you can. Read what you like. Read what you enjoy. In your own language, you can eventually challenge yourself more and more with more difficult books. But uh, the basic rule is just read as much as you can and read what you love. All right. All right. Alex, uh, yes, I know about permaculture and I'll talk about it another time. All right, guys, time for me to go. Lots of love to all of you. As always, join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Get that movie course too. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. See you next time.